Lightning Labs is positioning this release as a step toward an ecosystem of Lightning-based financial products, which it called LiFi. The best in Bitcoin made audible. I am Guy Swan, and this is Bitcoin Audible. What is up, guys? Welcome back to Bitcoin Audible. I am your host, Guy Swan, the guy who has read more about Bitcoin than anybody else you know. And this show is brought to you by an excellent non-custodial seedless mobile wallet, Hexa Wallet. You can find them at hexawallet.io. And again, feel free to DM me. I've done this with a lot of people now. Um, I'm more than happy to be uh, one of your contacts uh, and or uh, a keeper of uh, one of your one of the pieces of your backup for the wallet. So check them out at hexawallet.io or search Hexa on the Apple App Store or Google Play Store. We have got an awesome read. There's been uh, an amazing development in Lightning. Uh, Lightning Labs has released the, uh, the Lightning Pool, and we are going to get into it today. And we've actually got a piece uh, by Peter Shawega on Bitcoin Magazine that gets into it. And then I'm going to talk about it afterward because I think this is just a massive, like just really cool development. Um, that's kind of really getting the ball rolling on a whole new set of marketplaces. Uh, but this one is, again, on BitcoinMagazine.com, uh, returning author Peter Shawega, and it is titled Lightning Labs Releases Channel Liquidity Marketplace. Today, Lightning Network development firm Lightning Labs has released a peer-to-peer non-custodial marketplace called Lightning Pool where Lightning Node operators can buy and sell access to channel liquidity. The marketplace is a way for node operators in need of inbound liquidity to pay node operators with that liquidity to open channels in their direction. Quote, Users can buy or sell Lightning channels, the equivalent of tubes of money, via the pool marketplace, as described in a Lightning Labs announcement shared with Bitcoin Magazine. Merchants and startups who want to receive funds on Lightning are natural buyers of channel liquidity, and node operators with spare capital looking to earn a return on their Bitcoin are natural sellers. A Marketplace for Lightning Liquidity The Lightning Network is effectively a network of payment channels that enable faster and cheaper Bitcoin transactions by settling balances between users on the underlying Bitcoin network only when these channels close. Lightning node operators process transactions through these channels and collect fees for doing so. Learn more about how the Lightning Network works here. To transact Bitcoin on the Lightning Network, you have to convince other nodes to lock up Bitcoin in channels with you. Lightning Pool has been launched as a solution for users seeking participants with available Bitcoin to create channels with. Quote, We developed Pool out of a need in the market that emerged from Lightning users who were looking for new sources of liquidity to enable them to more efficiently receive funds and transact on Lightning, per the announcement. Users attempted to solve this problem in a variety of ad hoc ways, such as chat groups and OTC services, and Pool provides a solution that enables all of them to participate. 
Node operators who do have access to liquidity can now get paid to allocate it to the highest bidders. Quote, Existing node operators do not have access to pricing signals to help determine where in the network their outbound liquidity should be allocated, and new node operators have no way to signal that they need new inbound liquidity, the announcement explained. Lightning Pool brings these two sides together into a single market while allowing them to maintain custody of their funds. More information on how the marketplace works is available through a technical deep dive from Lightning Labs. Introducing Shadow Chain Pool will use the Bitcoin blockchain as its clearing layer, and the market will clear when a new Bitcoin block is added to the blockchain, as long as at least one bid has been matched with an ask. In an interview with Bitcoin Magazine, Lightning Labs business development lead Ryan Gentry said that Lightning Pool is built on the first instance of a, quote, shadow chain, which enables non-custodial, off-chain Bitcoin transactions with batched settlement on the main blockchain. Through Pool, users deposit their Bitcoin into a time-locked 2 of 2 multi-sig contract with the shadow chain operator node, who would need the user's permission to move these coins. Because the operator node is a partial signer of each input to each transaction, they can be executed on-chain in batches, making them cheaper to validate. Quote, A shadow chain is a new way to design applications on top of Bitcoin with more complex logic, Alao Luisuntikin, Lightning Lab CTO, told Bitcoin Magazine. Users remain in control of their funds at all times and fully validate proposed blocks. Validation of blocks can happen in a custom execution environment outside of Bitcoin's script, like a regular program, and blocks can also be compressed off-chain, increasing scalability. Upgrades can also happen off-chain, and unlike a sidechain, there is no new chain. Instead, new rules are applied to a subset of the UTXO set. More information on the shadow chain can be found through Lightning Lab's Lightning Pool white paper. The advent of LiFi. Lightning Labs is positioning this release as a step toward an ecosystem of Lightning-based financial products, which it called LiFi. By giving users a way to earn yield on their channels, the firm has introduced a novel service that might spur more interest in providing Lightning liquidity or inspire similar projects that help Lightning users reap rewards for their participation. Quote, Bitcoin-native financial products, and LiFi in particular, seek to harness the unparalleled security of the Bitcoin blockchain while creating a new generation of financial products tied to real Bitcoin, Elizabeth Stark, the CEO of Lightning Labs, told Bitcoin Magazine. These can range from discrete log contracts to liquidity marketplaces like Pool to Bitcoin-backed assets, all of which are possible on top of Lightning. And Lightning Labs hopes that this is just the beginning for Pool, which might become a foundational marketplace for Bitcoin-based financial services. Quote, As Pool matures and more markets are added, it will produce a yield curve that will provide benchmark rates of return for nascent Bitcoin-native capital markets, per the announcement. All right, and that concludes the uh, short article here introducing this, but I really want to dive into what this means and what this thing is. Uh, and I'll, I'll give a brief, I'm still getting a lot of questions recently about what the hell Lightning Network is. 
So I'll give kind of a brief overview of that as well. Um, but real quick, uh, let's talk about our sponsor, HexaWallet. One feature that I have been harping on in this wallet that I just think is so cool, particularly when we have a situation like now where the mempool is really backed up and fees are really high, is the ability to batch transactions in the app. And it is so easy. It is an absolute no-brainer. There is a little plus button right up whenever you are creating a transaction and you can simply add a new output. You can simply add a new person either from your contacts list or you can scan a new QR code for a new address or you, know, you can uh, select one of your other accounts if you want to send it from your donation account to your checking or your savings. Or, of course, if you want to open up a new Lightning channel on Breeze or some other service that you're using with your Lightning, it's the perfect way to do it and save a lot on both blockchain space and, of course, on fees for making those transactions individually, uh, but doing them together instead and batching them. And that is something that I have not seen in any other mobile wallet. So I'm just going to keep talking about it until uh, every other mobile wallet makes this the standard because uh, Hexa is definitely leading the charge here. If you want to play around with it, check out hexawallet.io or just search hexawallet, H-E-X-A, on the Google Play or Apple App Store. Okay, so what is going on with this lightning pool marketplace? And more importantly, what does this mean? So this is something I've talked about a lot. If you have been listening to lightning, uh, to, to my episodes about Lightning and some of the things I've been talking about like with the unfolding of marketplaces and financial markets on top of it, I have said on multiple occasions that liquidity is going to be the first market. Um, and that is because one thing that Lightning does so well is that um, it, can, it can pay for Bitcoin-denominated things uh, on its own network. So the, the first marketplaces that uh, Lightning will be best used for are to find marketplaces to overcome Lightning's shortcomings, to create marketplaces for, check it, liquidity, the thing that we are just, we are looking at right now. And this is exactly what will bootstrap this network that can then extend it to so many other use cases. But I've been thinking for a while that this is going to be the first market that springs up within Lightning, is how to buy and sell liquidity on the Lightning network. And I want to talk a little bit deeper about like what this thing is and how it works. But before we get there, I just kind of want to talk about the, a general idea, really simple version of what Lightning is and how to think about it. So an analogy, and this is not perfect. This is not going to be something you're going to be a dig into like details and be like, oh, this is you know, this applies at some deep technical level. This is just a good way to picture um, the Lightning Network. So uh, comparing it to the internet, TCPIP, the underlying internet protocol, is literally just a way to organize and uh, send packets to each other over a network. It's just, it's just raw packets of data. It doesn't look like anything um, uh, special. And when first using the internet before we added these new layers on top, it was just through basically a terminal command. Like it was like a DOS window. It's just a, a screen and you're just looking at like raw data. But sometime down the line, HTTP and the web browser was invented. And this allowed you to, allowed the data that you were looking at to be interactive, to create 
uh, basically a whole new um, series of things, the, the ability to link one piece of data or one piece of text to another. And this is basically what birthed the web. It was an entirely new protocol on top of the foundation of the internet that just enabled this entirely new range of uh, possibilities and the ability to quote unquote surf the web, which turned what was just exchanging raw data into an experience where you could just click on something, go to a new place, and then click on something there and go to a new place, and you could follow these threads through the internet and you could quote unquote surf. This is how I think of lightning. Lightning is a new layer on top of Bitcoin that is establishing an entirely new set of features and a new way to interact with the system. It is creating financial markets on top of Bitcoin. And at a real simple layer um, or a real simple analogy, when you create, when you have an internet connection with like your ISP or somebody else, you have you know, an explicit amount of bandwidth on that internet connection, the amount of data that you can send, and you have a direct connection to some, uh, you know, some specific service provider in this instance. Well, this is not so far off from establishing a lightning connection into the lightning network, is that you have to lock up a certain amount of Bitcoin, which is explicitly the amount of quote-unquote bandwidth you have on the Lightning Network, which is capital bandwidth or liquidity, but you can keep opening up as many connections as possible, as many channels on uh, the Lightning Network, which is much, with as much bandwidth um, as you want. It simply costs a Bitcoin transaction to establish a connection. However, a limitation of the Lightning Network is that because it's explicitly who owns the, the amount, the money in each channel, is that you have to like if I open up a channel with $1,000 worth of Bitcoin in it, all that $1,000 is mine, but that's the total liquidity of the channel, which means I can't actually receive anything, but I can send out $1,000. But if I send out $1,000, I can then receive $1,000. So in this instance, I am the only person who has put bandwidth up in my channel with someone else. And just like if I uh, make a bet with you and put $1,000 on the table, but you don't add anything to it, well, like, I can't win any money. All I can do is give you money. Uh, so basically, we need a way to establish a price for having other people upfront capital so that Bitcoin can freely flow in both directions. So the pool here, what this thing is, is it creates a decentralized marketplace to find liquidity. So right now, this has always been, this has been universally a manual, slow process. Um, uh, as they say in their, their, release, um, the, their release article or whatever you want to call it, um, their post, is that basically there have been hundreds of different little communities spring up on Telegram groups and Twitter groups and uh, uh, all sorts of other like little social media things. Um, Telegram is one of the ones that I, I, I'm in like a couple of them in Telegram groups that are like little liquidity pools. Um, and sometimes people just open them randomly with other nodes on the network, hoping to find like decent ability to either route payments or uh, good connections on the network. Like some of my first channels that I opened didn't route anything. Like I just was trying to find decently connected nodes. And this is pretty common because 
Um, it took me a while. I just basically would close channels that weren't doing anything and leave the channels open that were doing things and kind of work from there um, with like my BTC pay server or something. Uh, and kind of the, the interesting thing is that like everybody is basically doing this in the dark. And uh, in the instance, like these liquidity pools that are happening on Telegram chats is people that just like, I need some liquidity. Who wants to open a channel with me? Um, but it's an incredibly disconnected, like disparate process. Like there's no single community for this. There's no market price for this. Everybody's just kind of guessing and checking and throwing channels at the wind, essentially. Now, what this is, is essentially a blind auction with the, with the auctioneer here being uh, Lightning Labs in which no one actually ever loses custody of their own coins. So Lightning Labs, in this instance, the pool operator, is a, um, it's kind of like a, not a market maker, but a, a, a matcher of bid and ask. And uh, by having it a quote-unquote sealed bid is what they, they refer to this, but like I just think of it as like blind orders, is that you're not looking at like an order book or anything is that people are just putting up an offer saying, I will pay this much, and somebody else is saying, I'm looking for this much. And they actually, um, there's actually a uniform clearing price. So every time a batch is, um, is rolled out, uh, they, it's a single price for the entire batch. So it's basically the lowest common denominator between everybody who requests and everybody who bids, and nobody pays uh, everybody basically has the potential to pay less than what they had requested, but nobody will pay more than what they would than what they requested. And this auction closes every ten minutes, or it closes with every single block. So the beauty of this is that you actually get a rate for like this is kind of the Lightning Network reference rate here is what's the what's the price of liquidity to establish connections onto the Lightning Network or establish bandwidth in the Lightning Network. And every 10 minutes we get a new rate and uh, all, the, all the bids and asks for this market close in a single batched transaction, which is really cool for a couple of reasons we'll talk about in just a second. And then the closed bid or the, the, the closed auction has now a public price so that people basically have a reference to okay, this is roughly the price that we're looking for um, in order to, uh, or, or that is an intelligent bid in this situation, like so that I don't overbid or underbid, et cetera, um, uh, going into the future because, you know, the next, the next batch or the next um, auction is in the next block. Now, one of the cool things is that Lightning Labs has run Lightning Loop, which allows people to send Lightning transactions and then transfer it, do an atomic swap to an on-chain transaction and pay, pay a fee on Lightning. So essentially you can um, uh, handle or deal, like you, you, can, you can adjust your own bandwidth. Like let's say I open up a thousand dollars or a thousand, uh, you know, a million sats in a channel and it's all on my side while well, I want some bandwidth. Well, I could just pay out a million sats and get it back on-chain and now I have incoming bandwidth on my channel. But that means that there needs to be liquidity to the Lightning Labs loop service. So what's funny is that they've actually created this marketplace because this is the dominant issue they have been having is a clear 
way to automate the opening and closing of channels and getting liquidity and finding out where it is that they are needed. And what's funny is that when you start combining this with other tools of the Lightning Network, think about it like Breeze just started implementing the HODL HTLCs where um, they would basically push a payment to you over Lightning in a, in a channel that's off-chain and hasn't actually happened yet, and then on the fly open a channel in the background with you, and then it would just confirm as time passed, but you never had to see or know that that's happening. Well, now you can start to do this with atomic swaps, and you can do this with opening new liquidity for new channels. Like, you could have someone HODL HTLC a payment to the liquidity marketplace and then bid whatever the fee was to open up a new channel to complete the payment to wherever it was going. And you can do it all atomically so that you never actually have to trust anyone. Nobody's actually custodying your coins. They're still only locked to, to you. And instead, what you get is a temporary time where you have quote unquote received the payment to your public key, but the channel simply doesn't exist yet. Like the, the ability to start really seamlessly and automating these marketplaces, like this, this really is going to be huge. And one of the beautiful things that they talk about in this thing is that all this, the execution of this entire auction is, a, is batched by the auctioneer. So Lightning Labs is batching all of these transactions, transactions together, which means that it's far tighter. It's got far less data um, to close all of, uh, to open and or close all of these channels. And you can do this with multiple channels at once. So, you know, you don't have to do one for a single auction. You can bid for four channels in a single auction. And it actually makes a whole lot of sense that in very short order, potentially just straight out the gate, as, as soon as there's any activity on this auction, that it's cheaper, even with paying the rate, to batch in the auction to actually open your channels within this uh, within this auction because you're able to batch with a pool of a whole bunch of other people. You're saving tons on fees. And now add to this that you could do something like tap script or down the road you could do cross input signature aggregation and you could eliminate all of these signatures. This is exactly what I was talking about how like you like I, I kind of dreamed of a future where maybe there would be these decentralized pools where people are opening and closing channels together and uh, the entire 1.2 megabytes or 1.4 megabytes of a block is actually one transaction with one signature and everything is just as compressed as it possibly can be. This is like the step one of achieving that future. This is an auction where everybody is batching together in a decentralized fashion, no one is custodying any of the coins, so it's it's not a regulatory issue. Um, and that's what's beautiful about these sorts of uh, contractual arrangements or the ability to actually uh, uh, create these, these smart contract systems is that it completely gets around all of the regulatory concerns and all the financial licensing and all the absolute BS uh, that goes on in the legacy system and we can create an entire finance we can create Li-Fi like you know, we can create an entire financial market for pricing liquidity risk at an incredibly low risk with no 
counterparty risk. Now, there is always the risk of a hot wallet and running a node and, you know, keeping your keys live on the internet. But that's no different if you have a lightning node uh, with uh, w that you're using the auction with uh, versus just having a lightning node at all. Like, th that's just the risk of managing keys and having a internet connected wallet. So it's not new or... Uh, like a high increase in the risk, that's just a risk of having capital allocated on Lightning. But to be able to do this without any counterparty risk and get paid a guaranteed return, uh, what they refer to these things as Lightning Channel leases, and uh, which is LCLs. It's a really cool uh, way to uh, describe it because in this piece, or not, uh, not the Bitcoin Magazine article, but in the piece they link to um, where they release the of uh, the details of this auction, they talk about this. They they uh, use the analogy of internet service provider and uh, peering agreements, like the uh, the internet exchange points uh, that are done so that you can basically lay out new fiber or broadband lines on the network when you're creating a new ISP or uh, uh, that ISP needs new connections to you know other hubs. Uh, throughout its region. This is how we built an infrastructure layer for the internet to, to, to route bandwidth and have this interconnected global network. And I think it's really the best analogy. Breeze has a really good um, piece on introducing lightning service providers and explaining how LSPs or the ability to um, purchase and establish bandwidth connections on the lightning network uh, is is an order of magnitude. It's just a whole new uh, world of decentralized, free, open, global competition. Whereas ISPs have this incredibly restrictive, like physical, uh, you know, geographical location limitation. Like you have to just pick one ISP that's closest to you, and maybe you can choose between two or something. But you're almost always just connecting to the same network. Well, with Bitcoin, you can do this risk-free, or at least in the sense that you have no custodial risk, like you're not giving anybody any of your coins. You always have the full signing rights over all of your coins, um, and you can bid to anyone on the planet. Like, like, there is no limit to who your LSP is. It's whoever just gives you the best price, and it doesn't matter which country they're in, which jurisdiction, um, set of regulations they're under anything at all. Like it's just a free, open, global auction. And the just the coolest thing to me is that like the, the greater the number of participants, the cheaper it is to actually broadcast the transactions to open these channels. Um, and therefore the less of a fee that you're splitting and that there could very well be a point in which the savings on the fees to open the channel match the channel rate. And being able to set these uh, fees and basically automated agreements between people who need capital and people who have capital, that it could simply be a net cost savings to open up every channel within this auction. And the, uh, the leases, by the way, happen for an explicit amount of time, which is um, measured in block height. So uh, the, the buyer of this liquidity gets a, a, uh, a very a reliable and um, uh, you know, fair price that they know everyone else is paying the same in the auctioneers like proposed blocks that are or proposed transactions that are getting uh, batched out for every block. 
but then they also know exactly how much time uh, their capital will need to be locked up in their channel. So they have an explicit time value cost. So uh, it's, an inter it's an interest rate. It is an interest rate. And of course, when the time settles out, like when, when you hit the, the time lock, uh, the block height, essentially, um, you don't have to close the channel or it doesn't automatically close the channel. It's just that that's when uh, they are no longer, con you are no longer contractually obligated to keep that capital where it is. But obviously, you could go ahead and close that channel if it's not doing you any good. But you might just have reason to keep it open if the business is actually using that liquidity and uh, people are actually routing payments through you and paying fees. Well, maybe you just want to loop out and get your bandwidth right again so that um, you can keep that open indefinitely because you have a good business relationship with uh, some other node on the network. Oh, yes. Also, this is a great way. And uh, actually, there's a default setting. Um, apparently in this to use nodes of a certain rating so that you know you're purchasing a, uh, a reliable node on the network, but that you can like cut off this flag apparently, or you, you, can, you can change the, the ratings yourself um, so that you, know, you can just, maybe you just want the, 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 the Bitcoin fee or um, like you just want the rate, you, know, you just want the auction. And you don't really care if you send your channel to somebody who doesn't even end up using it or who is brand new on the network or something like that. Well, yeah, why not? Who cares? But this is also a great place where this auctioneer, again, not having control over anybody's coins, you're not giving them your funds in order to do this, but that they can cater um, or uh, they, can, uh, they can basically nurture a reputation market um, and uh, this also actually is managed through LSAT. So you log in through essentially your lightning, a, a lightning token, which is an authentication token. Um, uh, so, you know, you can have a reliable rating and reputation built in this market. Uh, and the auctioneer is matching people based on their restrictions, their requirements, and, you know, what degree of quality versus price they're looking for. Now, this is where we get to... Peter talks about this in the article, uh, something called the shadow chain. And I admit that I haven't fully wrapped my head around it, but I think I have a, a general idea enough to explain what it does, like what it, what it is. Um, uh, there's some really technical stuff in the official paper. First, there's the, um, uh, the lightning.engineering post that just kind of breaks it down. But then there's obviously the technical white paper, which I tried to read a lot through, um, but it's, it's pretty dense. So, uh, you know, forgive me. But the shadow chain is essentially a series of off-chain updates to a UTXO or a set, like a batch of uh, other transactions and they are, you basically get onto this shadow chain, which is very much like a side chain um, in the sense that you get onto it and then you can do a lot of things and then you can get off of it. You, you exit the chain. Um, but that, uh, the kind of fascinating thing about this is that this shadow chain, uh, you create a lifted UTXO is what they call it, is like you've lifted your um you've lifted your bitcoin off of the chain and now you're into the side chain or the excuse me the shadow chain um but uh but you're not again it's not custodial like it it's very much like a lightning channel in and of itself is it is a two of two multi sig 
uh, with a time lock. So, you know, let's say the ch shadow chain operator disappears. Well, you just wait for the time lock to run out and then you, you can do whatever you want and you just peace. Um, or, uh, of course, if anything funky happens on the shadow chain, like let's say the shadow chain operator gets hacked and they write a transaction that says, you're going to give me all your money. Uh, well, then you just don't sign it on your side um, because everything happens with your explicit agreement. Um, but the beauty of it is the shadow chain has no restrictions on script. So it's not, it doesn't care about Bitcoin script because you can update transitions entirely off chain so that you can make new exchanges, um, new smart contracts, new applications, entirely new applications that are all client side. And you can batch them with old versions of it. So you can have like version one that has just like one or two things that you can do. And then you update a client with uh, versions three, four, and five that add 10 new different types of functionality or smart contracts or whatever the hell you want. Like it, it's essentially limitless. It's just what the person uh, uh, using it um, agrees to or, or wants to experiment with. And you can easily, the Shadow Chain operator can easily batch that with version one. Like th there's, there's nothing unique about them because in the, the batching process or in the the Bitcoin signing side of uh, of this system is that that's just the final state that finally goes to the Bitcoin chain. And as long as the user can verify that um, their client did is is checking that the the state chain or the, excuse me, that the shadow chain updated the different states off chain properly. Uh, well, it's like, OK, well, yeah, I'll sign it and, and we're just we'll just done. We'll be exiting this application. And you can do basically whatever you want over there. Like this is a this is a side chain just with the user's explicit transparency and explicit agreement for anything to update. But you have the freedom to do whatever application, smart contract, or anything you want. And it's non-custodial. And at the end of it, this shadow chain block, the final uh the final state of all of these different things. So this is what, this is how you can have an auction with all sorts of different arrangements or stipulations that have nothing to do with Bitcoin script. And then they finalize, it writes a final batch transaction and closes out of everybody's uh, lifted UTXOs and drops them back down, like puts them back onto the Bitcoin chain. And in this marketplace in particular, executes them all into lightning channels. So one of the really cool things is that you could actually execute your lightning channels. You could close all of your lightning channels to become, and I don't think this is like part of it at this point, or at least I haven't seen anything about it in the reading that I've done, but there's no reason because it's just a different two of two multi-sig, but you can write your exit channel, your, your exit transaction from any lightning connection that you have to be back onto the shadow chain for the marketplace so that you don't have to have an extra transaction to enter the marketplace and then exit the marketplace. You could just have your lightning channels. Like let's say you have your chosen marketplace. Let's say it's lightning labs, um, which obviously is the only one right now, but um, let's say you go with them for the long term. You could just have your channels exit into and uh, out or ex excuse me, um, lift into and uh, exit out of this marketplace every time so that so that every time you close a channel you're just ready to open a channel with the most profitable new source of liquidity unless of course you just want to send it to some cold storage or something and again every time like the shadow chain can just update the software and create a whole new series of applications that you can operate in 
and settle it into and out to out of lightning. I mean, the the amount of possibilities here, like this is literally just the beginning of this thing. Uh, and and that this is essentially just an open playing field. And, and like I said, I think the first the first use cases of these things are going to be creating liquidity markets, creating settlement markets and financial pricing and uh, time value pricing and interest rate on Bitcoin liquidity for Bitcoin markets. And this is going to be massive. Like this is going to be its own financial market with its own unique financial instruments that are paying interest or paying a return explicitly denominated in sats based on the amount of sats made available. Um, but th this is literally the beginning of a global, decentralized, non-custodial uh, financial liquidity market that enables the bootstrapping of a private global and instant payments network where all disputes are contractually and unambiguously settled onto the Bitcoin chain that also enables a non-restrictive application layer, non-custodial, that does not have the limitations of Bitcoin script and that all settles into and out of the Lightning Network. So tell me again, who needs your shitcoin and for what reason? This is what I've been talking about. Is it this stuff will end up on layer two, layer three, and layer four, and it makes no sense to burden the underlying system with it because we can create, verify, you realize like, we can do uh, zero knowledge proofs on the shadow chain so that the client, so that the person running it can get perfect privacy and proof that all of the rules were followed um, explicitly as written and then close it out into a lightning HTLC or a Bitcoin chain transaction. I mean, that's not there right now, but you can do that with this. You can integrate DLCs with this. I mean, this kind of, in a way, is almost like a form of DLC, except that it's, uh, you know, it's an entirely separate application rather than just one explicit oracle, um, you know, and obviously you're talking to the auctioneer rather than just uh, requiring their uh, settlement of some event or their signing of some piece of information. But still, this is kind of the same conceptually of what's going on. And it even opens, I didn't, didn't say anything about this, um, was that this allows someone to open up a channel. Uh, this is where uh, they talk about the concept of the sidecar channel, uh, which allows a third party to open up a channel with some specific amount of liquidity for two other people, like between two other people. So like I could open up a channel uh, for Bob and Alice while Alice pays me a fee and I pay through Bob to open up the channel with some amount of liquidity. So essentially someone could pay me a fee. This is kind of like the Breeze situation is that Breeze could actually be a liquidity provider and offer their services elsewhere on the network rather than explicit channels that open up to them. They could use their previously established position to open up channels elsewhere on the network and um, basically simply take a fee. And, you know, and this is where you could potentially use something like the HODL HTLC to you know, make this all atomic. And I mean, again, the, the possibilities are just all over the place. There's so many things you can start doing with this when you start to build a, uh, a liquidity network to bootstrap out the infrastructure of this entirely new system. And this will first be used just to settle 
Bitcoin transactions and just to enable the payments network layer. And then all of the other stuff just naturally comes next. It's just, it's just the next step in building all of this stuff out once you have a, a built-out global infrastructure. I mean, this is, this, is a, this is awesome. Like This is so freaking cool. There's no, there's no user interface. There's no GUI for it yet. Um, and uh, I haven't installed it. I haven't even installed Loop yet, so I'm way, way behind on this. Um, but uh, I do intend to put this on my server on Node to start experimenting with BTC Pay. But I admit, it's not exactly in my, oh, I'll just go do it real quick scope of playing it's definitely a uh be very explicit and read the directions many many times and who's got the step-by-step -step tutorial um so so uh we'll see i'll i'll uh i'll keep this updated as things unfold and uh hopefully get a chance to play with this pretty soon but just so freaking excited um uh this is just so neat and like i love the idea of just a lease uh, a uh, bandwidth lease on the on the Bitcoin Lightning Network, and this just truly feels like the beginning of an entirely new financial system. Uh, and it just feels like everything is possible with this. Like this, this is one of those things that just opens up a window, and you just realize the scope of things that can come after it. And to think that none of it is custodial, that this is all. This is this is all explicit signing by the user. So the cost and the risk of being involved is just a time cost of potentially locking up funds and uh, a transaction cost for uh, lifting into this application layer. This is going to be nuts. This is going to be absolutely nuts. I'm so jacked. The next the next couple of years of Bitcoin are going to be crazy. I think we're going to completely interact with this thing totally differently. And lightning is really about to come into its own. So we will keep a close eye. I have ranted thoroughly, uh, thoroughly long enough on this uh, short piece, but a great little introduction by Peter Schwega. Um, and uh, thank you to Bitcoin Magazine. A huge shout out to Lightning Labs um, for uh, just creating this this crazy thing and like you know birthing this entirely new financial market um that is the true DeFi in my opinion and i'm so excited to see where this goes uh, this is an alpha obviously this just went live um and uh, to see some of the things that happen in beta and where this will go when there's a full release really really exciting stuff so I will have all of these links available. Obviously, check out Bitcoin Magazine. We've got so many great pieces, both from just Bitcoin Magazine and also Peter Shuega. We've got a lot of his other articles um, uh, on the show. Uh, I will link to those as well as the full release of uh, like the announcement release on lightning.engineering. So you can dig into it a little bit deeper if you, you really want to get some of the specifics. And of course... Uh, if you haven't checked out HexaWallet, a huge thank you to those guys for supporting Bitcoin Audible. They have an excellent non-custodial mobile wallet. And uh, wink, wink, uh, Lightning is in their future as well. 
it's so that's exciting. There's going to be lightning everywhere, lightning everything. I'm so I'm so jacked about it. So don't forget to check out Hexa if you haven't started playing with it yet. That's H-E-X-A, hexawallet.io. Much love to everyone out there. I hope the U.S. election hasn't gotten everybody too depressed. Remember, we all have we all have Bitcoin and Bitcoin works in every country. So who gives a shit what the stupid political system is up to? Um, and uh, the future is very, very bright. So with that, stay safe out there. Learn everything you can. Hold old Bitcoin. And until next time, guys, take it easy. This has been a 111 production, and you are listening to Bitcoin Audible on the Crypto Economy Network.